Act 1, Scene 3, Page 716. Mrs. Frank, quietly. Anne, dear. Your hair. She feels Anne's forehead. You are warm. Are you feeling all right? Anne, please, mother. She goes over to the center table, slipping into her shoes. Mrs. Frank, following her. You haven't a fever, have you? Anne, pulling away. No, no. Mrs. Frank, you know we can't call a doctor here, ever. There's only one thing to do. Watch carefully. Prevent an illness before it comes. Let me see your tongue. Anne, mother, this is perfectly absurd. Mrs. Frank, Anne, dear, don't be such a baby. Let me see your tongue. As Anne refuses, Mrs. Frank appeals to Mr. Frank. Otto? Mr. Frank, you hear your mother, Anne? Anne flicks out her tongue for a second, then turns away. Mrs. Frank, come on, open up. As Anne opens her mouth very wide, you seem all right, but perhaps an aspirin. Mrs. Van Dan, for heaven's sakes, don't give that child any pills. I waited for 15 minutes this morning for her to come out of the WC. Anne, I was washing my hair. Mr. Frank, I think there's nothing the matter with our Anne that a ride on her bike or a visit with her friend Jopi Deval wouldn't cure. Isn't that so, Anne? Mr. Van Dan comes down into the room. From outside, we hear faint sounds of bombers going over and a burst of ak-ak. Mr. Van Dan, meep not come yet? Mrs. Van Dan, the workman just left a little while ago. Mr. Van Dan, what's for dinner tonight? Mrs. Van Dan, beans. Mr. Van Dan, not again. Mrs. Van Dan, poor putty, I know. But what can we do? That's all that meep brought us. Mr. Van Dan starts to pace his hands behind his back. Anne follows behind him, imitating him. Anne, we are now in what is known as the bean cycle. Beans boiled, beans in casserole, bees with string, beans without strings. Peter has come out of his room. He slides into his place at the table, becoming immediately absorbed in his studies. Mr. Van Dan, to Peter, I saw you in there playing with your cat. Mrs. Van Dan, he just went in for a second, putting his coat away. He'd been out here all the time doing his lessons. Mr. Frank, looking up from the papers. And you got an excellent in your history paper today and very good in Latin. And sitting beside him, how about algebra? Mr. Frank, I'll have to make a confession. 
Up until now, I've managed to stay ahead of you in algebra. Today, you caught up with me. We'll leave it to Margot to correct. Anne, isn't algebra vile, Pim? Mr. Frank, vile. Margot, to Mr. Frank, how did I do? Anne, getting up, excellent, 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 excellent. Mr. Frank, to Margot, you should have used the subjunctive here. Margot, should I? I thought, look here, I didn't use it here. The two become absorbed in the papers. Anne, Mrs. Van Dan, may I try on your coat? Mrs. Frank, no, Anne. Mrs. Van Dan, giving it to Anne. It's all right, but be careful with it. Anne puts it on and struts with it. My father gave me that the year before he died. He always bought the best that money could buy. Anne, Mrs. Van Dan, did you have a lot of boyfriends before you were married? Mrs. Frank, Anne, that's a personal question. It's not courteous to ask personal questions. Mrs. Van Dan, oh, I don't mind. To Anne, our house was always swimming with boys. When I was a girl, we had Mr. Van Dan. Oh no, not again. Mrs. Van Dan, good humored, shut up. Without a pause to Anne, Mr. Van Dan mimics Mrs. Van Dan speaking the first few words in unison with her. One summer, we had a big house in Hilversum. The boys came buzzing around like bees around a jam pot. And when I was 16, we were wearing our skirts very short those days, and I had good-looking legs. She pulls up her skirt, going to Mr. Frank. I still have them. I may not be as pretty as I used to be, but I still have my legs. How about it, Mr. Frank? Mr. Van Dam, all right, all right, we see them. Mrs. Van Dam, I'm not asking you, I'm asking Mr. Frank. Peter, mother, for heaven's sakes. Mrs. Van Dam, oh, I embarrass you, do I? Well, I just hope the girl you marry has us good. Then to Anne, my father used to worry about me with so many boys hanging around. He told me, if any of them gets fresh, you say to him, remember Mr. So-and-so, Remember, I'm a lady. Anne, remember, Mr. So-and-so, remember, I'm a lady. She gives Mrs. Van Dan her coat. Mr. Van Dan, look at you, talking that way in front of her. Don't you know she puts it all down in that diary? Mrs. Van Dan, so if she does, I'm only telling the truth. Anne stretches out, putting her ear to the floor, listening to what is going on below. The sound of bombers fade away. Mrs. Frank, setting the table. Would you mind, Peter, if I moved you over to the couch? Anne, listening. Meat must have the radio on. Peter picks up his papers, going over to the couch besides Mrs. Van Dan. Mr. Van Dan accusingly to Peter. 
Haven't you finished yet? Peter, no. Mr. Van Dan, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Peter, all right, all right. I'm a dunce. I'm a hopeless case. Why do I go on? Mrs. Van Dan, you're not hopeless. Don't talk that way. It's just that you haven't had anyone to help you, like the girls. To Mr. Frank, maybe you could help him, Mr. Frank. Mr. Frank, I'm sure that his father, Mr. Van Dan, not me. I can't do anything with him. He won't listen to me. You go ahead, if you want. Mr. Frank, going to Peter. What about it, Peter? Shall we make our school co-educational? Mrs. Van Dan, kissing Mr. Frank. You're an angel, Mr. Frank, an angel. I don't know why I didn't meet you before I met that one there. Here, sit down, Mr. Frank. She forces him down on the couch beside Peter. Now, Peter, you listen to Mr. Frank. Mr. Frank, it might be better for us to go into Peter's room. Peter jumps up, eagerly leading the way.